this is a fascinating thing because have you heard about this? Uh, because I hadn't, but someone sent me an email. Someone says, Kira, there's a campaign in England today to get everyone talking on public transport. The idea is, is that in every coach C on a British train, there is a chat carriage. It's a designated talking carriage, which means instead of sitting glued to your phone, you have to have a chat with the other passengers you know, that you're sitting next to. It's a brilliant idea and we should do the same here. In fact, I'm going to make an effort when I'm getting the bus home from work today uh, to talk to other people. And if I'm honest, I'm not usually bothered. I'm so, so tired. I just stick with the headphones and the phone and I zone out. Although the odd time I do chat with somebody and it does make me happy. And who knows what good it could do for the other person. I'm going to let you know how my efforts go. And we thought... What a cool idea that, you know, you might have talking carriages or people might reach out to each other in, you know, public spaces in, in, in an appropriate way on trains or buses or what have you. Uh, so I want to know, do you make an effort to chat to people in public transport or how do you respond if someone speaks to you? Would you share a bit of banter? Uh, would you um, engage somebody yourself in conversation? And how can you tell if somebody is up for the chat or not? Or are you somebody who kind of goes, no, I'm a scalded cat. I keep away. I, I put my headphones on and I keep my eyes averted for good reason. We want to hear from you. 53106. I would love to know what you think. And one of our listeners, Therese, is there already. Therese, would you be somebody who would enjoy a chat in a in a train carriage? Hi, Kira. How are Absolute, you? Absolutely. And I mean, not just in a train carriage, everywhere. I think we should all be talking to each other. And even, you know, as a race, we were always known as being very friendly. And from a tourism point of view, if I ever see a tourist and they're taking a photograph or looking at a map, I'll always go over and talk to them and offer to take the photograph or give them directions. And I feel it's very important because it's the people that make a country. You know, when you go and visit a place, I mean, you you can enjoy the scenery, but it's the friendliness of the people that you really remember that you take home with you. And I think it's essential that we should all be talking to each other and get our heads out. Those earphones drive me mad. Do you... Is there ever... Like, to be honest... <laughs> Despite the fact that I talk for a living, I'm not entirely certain. Like there are organic conversations that that start and they're nice and they're 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 all of that. And, and I'm not averse to chatting to people. I don't know, but if I was sort of in in a carriage and I was tra- not trapped, but imagine somebody talked the ear off you and you didn't you, you weren't enjoying the conversation or they were kind of a bore or they they wouldn't leave you alone or or things like that. Would, would is that a risk with something like this? Well. I- it, it, it is a risk, of course, but you can always control the conversation. I mean, you can give the signals if you're, you know, if you're interested in talking or not. Uh, I mean, it, 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 you know, you'd know very quickly when you're talking to somebody if uh, if they want to continue the conversation. I mean, we usually start it anyway with the weather, don't we? We do. We, I've got to do that and, myself all the time, yeah. And you kind of know from the feedback that you get, you know, obviously if somebody has a book in their hand and they have a book open, they obviously want to read their book. You know, so, you know, you leave the masses. But if, you know, you know, you get, you know, from the signals if people want to chat or not. And sometimes you might be the only person that that person has talked to that day. Mm. You know, and that is that is the a, only people. Yeah, I do know that we, we, we talked once uh, to uh, one of our listeners who came on the show about something and she was talking about that she is a chatter and she spoke to, she was out for a run or a walk and she passed by an older lady and she stopped and said hello to her and chatted to her for two minutes. And as she was leaving, the lady thanked her and said she was the first person she'd spoken to in four days. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'd hate to think that we'd become a race like that. 
you know, I think it was always part of our uh, characteristics that we spoke to everybody, you know, that everybody uh, spoke to everybody else. But we are losing it. And I, I certainly think, and I hate to say with younger people, they do tend to be on their um, their devices all the time. Now, it's not limited to them either. But, um, like, I think we, we it's time we put them down and talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see I see the pluses. I do see the pluses. Um, is there a reason, though, do you think, Trace, why people do stick the headphones in and, and put their eyes in a book or whatever it is? Because some, I sometimes think there's something kind of semi-unnatural about us all being kind of corralled together in, in enclosed spaces that make us withdraw into ourselves because we're, we're, we're kind of sometimes instinctively nervous as strangers in a way, aren't we? Do you think so? I God, I wouldn't be like that at all. I I talk to anybody, you know, and if they want to talk back to me, fine. And if they don't, that's grand as well. I wouldn't have any problem with it. But I do think it, it's good to talk, as the as the ad used to say. Was it for Aircom or something that had that? Yeah, yeah, and it is good to talk. Um, and 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 I see that someone has texted and said people never say hello the way they used to. They're no. all acting like strangers now. It's such a shame, and it makes the world a lonely place. I get that, and there must be definitely people who live alone and maybe don't see somebody from one end of the day to the next, and maybe don't aren't chatting on the phone or anything. And and maybe the the hello from a stranger would make a big difference. Um, but. Someone else has said this, I would prefer, Kira, not to chat to randomers on the bus or in a restaurant when dining alone. I need a bit of headspace when I'm alone. What's rare is wonderful. Um, I suppose that's the choice that you'd have if we had designated talking carriages. You could go into a talking carriage or not, as the case may be. Although in rush hour, you'd probably try and squash yourself in wherever you you could fit. You wouldn't have a choice in rush hour. But I suppose they could have a carriage or two, say, say, uh, during the day or something where you talk to people if you feel like it because not everybody wants to talk in the morning on their way into work anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, know, um, I do, I think, I think it would be a great idea and even to have a couple of buses that, you know, that you know that the the 12 o'clock number, whatever it is, is uh, a bus that you get on and you chat to everybody and if you don't want to chat, you don't bother taking that bus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm between two minds. I do think sometimes people look at you funny if you talk to them out of the blue, there, there is, there, there's different responses. Some people are delighted to talk to you mm-hmm. and, and welcome it and clearly maybe enjoy a bit of banter or just a bit of engagement. And, and you know, it, I, I tend to talk to people in lifts for some reason, but that's just a separate thing, maybe more than on public transport. Don't know why. Um, but but equally, some people recoil and kind of find it odd that they're being approached by strangers. Uh, uh, and is it maybe horses for courses? Do you think we should we should ad- ad- adapt ourselves or adjust ourselves to the response that we get? I think absolutely. And like, you know, if you open up with the weather, it's always a very, it's a, it's a good opening topic and you'll know immediately by the response that you get, you know, one syllable or something or yes or no kind of, that person doesn't want to talk to you. So you just leave yeah. it, yeah. leave it at that. But I, I don't think we should even have to limit it to say on public transport or places like that. I just think in general, we need to all start being a bit more friendly towards each other and saying hello and, you know, having the chat if somebody wants to have the chat and if somebody doesn't want to leave them off as well, that's okay. People do say that Mm. we, the Irish, are more chatty than other races and that actually, even though maybe we think we don't say hello or we're not as chatty as maybe we once were, and maybe that's true, that we're still more chatty than elsewhere, that people in Ireland are more likely than people in the rest of Europe or in the UK or in America maybe to to chat to each other, that we are friendly. um, 
I find the state is quite friendly, but by all accounts, they have certain, they have some petrol stations that are silent uh, stations, no phone and no talk. You mm. just do your business and, and go. God, I'd never survive in that one. <laughs> are you quite the chatter, Teresa? Are you, are you somebody? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, if somebody's standing beside me, no matter where I am, I can't help but talk to them. And if they don't want to talk to me, that, that's all right. But mostly, mostly they're actually really pleased. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think I've ever been unpleased. Do you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. it would be very rare that somebody would come up and speak to me that I wouldn't like it. But having said that, I'm half with this person. I'm starting to wonder, do I have social anxiety? Because someone says, Kira, I suffer from social anxiety and the thought of this uh, talking on trains terrifies me, although I do feel quite lonely from my illness too. For some reason, I react to the idea of this with fear as well and I'm not sure why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose everyone to their own. Yeah. But I, I do, I do think that you know we are losing the art of having just a casual conversation with people. Yeah, yeah. Someone else has said I love to chat to people on the train, care especially long journeys, and I've met wonderful people at various parts of a journey when travelling alone. But I always wait for them to chat first. I suppose if we all did that, then none of us would ever chat. If we're always yeah. waiting for somebody else to take the first step, then I guess it's true that maybe we won't take the first, like, like there will be no first step if you're waiting for somebody else to always do it. I mean, you'd always hear people saying as well that if you have a dog, you know, if, you take, if you're yeah. off walking and you have a dog with you, that everybody stops and talks to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I do have a dog and people do stop and pet her and things, which is, yeah. you know, quite a nice thing. But a dog makes you feel very secure as well because the dog would obviously <laughs> savage somebody if they were <laughs> saying anything untoward to you. But anyway, look, I think it's a very interesting idea. I um, yeah, absolutely. I, I support it. And in a broad sense, in a societal sense, I think I do support it. In a personal sense, I'm slightly scared of it and thrown by it but that's probably my own weirdness but but I, I get you and, and thank you for that Trace thank you uh, someone says Kira, I love this campaign we should adopt similar here if people are wearing headphones or looking at screens leave them be but you can tell the people who might like a word it's often older people and even a smile helps yeah there is something about loneliness isn't there Dave is also on the line from Stony Batter Dave what do you reckon would you be somebody who'd now chat away to people or would you keep to yourself oh Kira, no I'm a Serious chatter. In fact, uh, I remember I went a couple of years ago. I was told uh, her sister didn't have the sister didn't have anyone to go with. She went and sitting there next to you because at least I know she loves something to talk to. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm quite the chatter. Does it just come but, easy uh, to you, Dave? Like you just it just always has. You're not always self-conscious. Has. I don't know, to be honest, uh, well, no. To be honest, I'd say if asked, I'd say I was self-conscious. But I think my father, God rest him, he was a taxi man, so he's always one for the banter and. I've always been very used to that idea of I'm walking through the streets or heading into town and I always say hello or have a smile at somebody and if I'm walking along to have a chat, not only for a second, yeah. see how they're getting on, you know, I mean, we're all in the world together, it's nice to remember that. And do you but find then, when you, as you say, smile or nod or say how's it going to somebody as you walk by them or, or you know, you're standing in a queue in a shop or wherever it is that you kind of come up against somebody and, and, and you, you start chatting to them, is it usually well received or do sometimes people give you a funny look and nearly move away? How, how do people respond? Um, do you know what? It could be both. It, that some people can be a bit disconcerted by us, but um, at the same time, you'll get somebody who's only delighted to engage in a conversation if only for a couple of minutes. I mean, more Irish, so weather's always a good go-to. But other than that, you know, a simple, hey, how's things? How are we getting on? Yeah. Gosh, your stuff, you know. You know, it, it's nice just to engage with somebody and we're all in it together. Um, like, like in the text message I said, it, it worked the other way for me, which is why I think this initiative is a great idea, is um, 
there was a day when I wasn't particularly feeling chatty. Um, kind of, it, it, it's a slightly strange story, but it was just what I needed at the time. Uh, Travelling home on the Lewis one day, uh, the actual day was when uh, the great musician Leonard Cohen passed away. Yeah. Uh, my father was a big fan, and I thought, mean, geez, God rest him, he's 10 years dead now, this year. Yeah. But at the time, he was about eight years dead, and there was all funeral music involved and stuff, because he was such a big fan, and I was feeling very emotional. And without even realising it, I was reading a bunch about his life, and there was all these stories being told about him. And I got emotional on the list, just myself. There was a few tears, but it was yeah. all very quiet. And there was a lovely Indian couple across on the road, and I got a hand on my knee, and I looked up for a second, and they went, are you okay? And from there, it was a 15, 20-minute conversation themselves and myself I can't remember which had to get off the Lewis but for 15 minutes I explained no sorry I'm a bit upset because and this is why and it was a lovely moment where when I got off the Lewis I went there should be more of that I mean yeah. the opportunity where people can if somebody looks a bit upset there's no problem and maybe not physically engaged if you catch right and saying is everything okay yeah I mean what's the harm in that and if they don't talk about it <clears throat> excuse me if they don't want to talk about it, then at least have enough force sense to step back and go, oh, no, sorry, you know, just thought it. Yeah, just seeing if you were just checking in. That's actually a lot. I mean, is that not the essence of humanity? It is the essence of you humanity. Know? It is yeah. the essence I mean, of humanity. Of, it's so easy to get lost. I mean, personally, I'm not really one for social media. I, I never really have been. And, and this, everything's just so quick, though. I mean, you look at Twitter and there's comments that are made 10 years ago that come back to haunt people. And there's silly things people say yeah. in anger. And people are looking for but when you're looking at someone, each other. But exactly what I said, when you sit there or when you're in the queue, as you said, if somebody's not into it, then you can tell. You can see by their body language. Yeah. I say, no, that's okay. No, no harm, no foul, I didn't mean. And, and you leave it quiet. And then what, as your yeah. or your test, and then meet somebody who hasn't spoke to anyone for four or five days. Yeah. yeah, no. You I, know, I, like I, I'm a barman myself, so I'm very used to engaging in a very quick conversation. I've had Jesus, how's things? You know, but. There's no reason why that can't apply you, you in the real so, world. You've it? said something very interesting because you mentioned social media and social media is a place where, you know, sometimes people do overshare, actually. They say all sorts mm. of things that maybe you might be a bit surprised at and there is that kind of you okay, hun? Do you know that, that kind of, there's a lot of back and forth about emotions on social media and we seem to be comfortable sharing in that space or, or responding to each other in that space, maybe with a bit of remove, but in real life, if somebody is overly emotional or stuff, people maybe don't respond in the same way. I wonder why that is. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, Kira, because it does tie exactly into the previous couple of conversations you've had in that I'd much rather have a couple I've never met before tap me on the knee and ask them, was I okay? Yeah. Than having a text message from someone or a message on my Facebook or whatever way it works to say, are you okay, hon? Yeah. You know, that's very impersonal. Uh, not impersonal, and it might be, oh, great, it's someone who said, oh, they're upset and you know, but it doesn't feel the same way as a human being who said, "Oh my yeah. God, you seem upset. Are you having a bad day?" Yeah, look, uh, no, I. And, and you. I said, I felt I, I was kind of embarrassed at first because it was like, you know what? It sounds a bit trite, but the musician that meant an awful lot to me passed away, and it meant a lot to my, lot a lot to my father, and he's passed away as well. And today's just a bit of a, an emotional day for me, and that's all it was. You know, it wasn't overtly impersonal. Like yeah. I said, at first I was kind of slightly embarrassed, but once he explained it to them, I got nothing but sympathetic smiles yeah. and a lovely chat. Oh my God. I Do you know what I think is lovely, music. Dave, is that you actually said it. You actually said, look, I'm emotional. I'm thinking about my dad who's dead. I'm thinking about Leonard Cohen and I'm just, you know what, I'm just in touch with my feelings and I'm, I'm upset and the but, bloody To be Lewis. fair, Kira, what was, the, what was the other option though? I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, I don't you're going to be standoffish to somebody in public yeah. situation. They said to have a dedicated carriage where you can go in and go, if someone wants to say, hey, you can just go, ah, oh, sure, Jesus, what's the crack? Not to be as deep or emotional as I was, but yeah. a simple chat about 
You're lovely, weather, aren't you? You're you're a lovely fella. I can see why people chat to you. But look, um, thank you yeah. for coming and speaking to me. I, and you're right, it is what humanity is about. Thanks for that day. Fair play. Um, someone says, Trace makes a lot of sense. We need to be social. It's what makes us who we are. Uh, I think I've heard her on your show before because she has a lovely accent. And someone says, hi, Kier. We already have designated spaces for chatting to each other. They're called pubs. Regards, Brian. You see, Brian, that's the Irish thing. We need a few drinks in order to talk. Maybe we don't. Maybe it's okay to talk uh, without a few drinks. And this is lovely. Anne-Marie says, Kira, my daughter's in fifth class and her teacher has a thing, tea and chats, which I adore. It's teaching the kids to converse and discuss an array of topics while they have a cup of tea. Kids aren't chatting to each other anymore face to face. Oh, that's a gorgeous thing. Tea and chats. I wish someone would have tea and chats with me. Um, and actually, Sheila makes the very good point. She says, Kira, your own programme is an illustration of people's need to talk. And that's very true. Actually, that's what this is all about. Caroline is on the line, though. Caroline, what do you think about the idea of chatty, ca- chatty carriages? That's a lot of C's. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's a great idea. Uh, personally, myself, uh, when I get on a bus or a train, I purposely put away my phone and sit there and always end up talking to somebody, usually an older person. But, and it's wonderful to hear those older stories, which will be forgotten in time to come if people aren't actually listening to them. And sometimes with those older people, that may be the first chat that they've had all day. So I actually like to chat to anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah, and there is something in that, that fact that people are walking around alone maybe in their lives and that you could have a casual word with them and it would be, how's it going? And and no biggie. And and it could be absolutely game changing to them, couldn't it, I suppose? I I have to say on many of occasions that that I've actually got to chat to people, um, be it here or abroad, I always seem to chat to them at the right time. They may have been feeling a bit down. They may have broke up with somebody or um, they were feeling sorry for themselves or anything. It could be anything. But I always seem to chat to them at the right time and try and pull them out of whatever they're sitting in. And they always volunteer the information that they're upset with. You know, so I do feel that, you know, we should be chatting more. I think in years to come, there's going to be, and even now, there's huge problems with children and teenagers that they're not able to yeah, convert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had my um, nieces and nephews over from America there a couple of years ago, and my son had met a couple of them for the first time, and they're all sitting around a table in a restaurant down in Killarney. And they're all sitting there on their phones. Now they're conversing, but they're conversing on their phones. And I actually went physically went over, took the phones off them, and said, "Now you have to talk." So and they did. How did that go? How did that go down? Well, at first they were a bit horrified at each other, but eventually, I mean, after a couple of minutes, they said, "Well, we can't actually sit here doing nothing." We do need to talk to each other. You're quite right. We do need to. I suppose it's. There's a fear in us about it. I don't know what it is, but thank you for that, Caroline. You're you're totally right. Uh, Another David is on the line as well. David, what are your thoughts on on chatty carriages or or people talking to strangers? Is it an important thing that we we continue to do it? Uh, Well, I think it's only in in Dublin, although I am from Dublin myself. I I live down just inside County Wexford. And the problem is avoiding talking to people. I mean, you, as soon as you're out the laneway, there's people waving at you. You have no idea who they are. Yet. And if you don't wave back, you're the worst in the world. You go in to do your shopping and you're, you're embarrassed because you're holding up the queue at the, the checkouts because you're, you're yapping away either to the, the, the person on the checkout or to someone else who's doing their shopping in another aisle. Oh, have I lost you? I think, are you still there, David? 
I am, yes. So you think the opposite, you, not the opposite, but you think that there's quite a serious amount of chatting to random strangers in the world and maybe even a tiny bit too much? Oh, um, uh, certainly w- w- once you're outside of Dublin, uh, too much, nearly. Ah, okay. So I wonder, is there a bit of a, a, an urban-rural divide on this? Are the dubs more standoffish? Or is that not even to do with the dubs? Is it just the nature of urban living makes strangers of people? Uh, and I was going to say, it's, it's, it's the nature of, uh, of city living, where yeah. people just have themselves busy doing so much that they don't see what's going on around them. I mean, any time I take a trip into Dublin now, I have to check myself because you're inclined to nod and say hello. And all you do is get a dirty look back, you know. Mm. What are they up to? <laughs> yeah, I suppose horses for courses. Look, thank- and Francis is on the line. Francis, what would you make of the idea of a chatty carriage? Kira, hi. Lovely to talk to you. Um, Kira, I think that would be a wonderful idea. Tell me why. Can you hear me okay? Oh, I can. Tell me why. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I can base it on my own experience, Kira. Uh, back back in the 80s, when we didn't have mobile phones or internet or anything like that, um, my father passed away on the Christmas week, hmm. uh, So, which was very sad. But life had to go on, and I had to go back. A few days later, I had to go back return to work. Yeah. So the morning I went back, uh, the buses were on strike, and um, I stood at the bus stop hoping to see a car pass by, you know, hit a lift in. But there was a lady standing at the bus stop and we got chatting. And um, we decided then we'd walk along, maybe go to a busier area to catch, catch a lift. So she just casually said to me, how was your Christmas? And I told her, I said, well, my dad just died there uh, Christmas week. And um, I said very casually, you know. Yeah. And she just stopped and she looked at me and she said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you know. So um, she started to ask me then what happened to him and, you know, I'm walking along and I started to tell her what happened and I told her that uh, we had, I had like younger brothers and sisters and um, just told told her that how they were and that. And um, she just listened to me, Kira, and I was a bit apprehensive going into work because I knew people would have been saying to me, oh, we're so yeah. sorry about your dad and this kind of thing. And I was afraid I'd burst into tears Yes, or I know the way. So, do you know, do you know that feeling? I do, Kira? totally. So I actually felt, I, yeah, I felt with this lady that I had nearly shared the bulk of how, how you know, even yeah. though it didn't take take it away I just felt she listened to me so closely and my mother had also passed away a few years I was 25 and I was lost without her you know so I I felt like I was nearly talking to my mother and just telling her how I felt and um, I mean we we parted ways we we managed to get a lift into town and um, she continued chatting to me in the car and uh, I've never forgotten her care that's back in back in the early 80s and yeah. to this day I often think about her and just when she even when she waved out the window of the car I could just I just felt such a strong connection with her I just felt my god like she's with me my yeah. heart just felt connected to her as if you know what I mean I, d- I know exactly what and, you mean and she was a stranger total stranger sometimes and, sometimes um, we can just, talk to strangers in a way though that is surprising and maybe even more, more. I don't know what you'd say, more open than we talk to our own families and friends sometimes. Absolutely. And yesterday afternoon, I was feeling a little bit down, but I'm a little bit lonely and I popped down to the shops just to get grab and look and, um, and do, some work, do a little bit of business in the post office. When I came out, I was looking 
uh, at a bookshop window. And there was another lady in my own age group close by, and she was looking in as well. And uh, she just turned to me and she said, I love your perfume. Ah. <laughs> and that got, us, that got us chatting. I said, I hope you don't mind me saying that. And I said, no, not at all. Gosh, thanks so much. And so we chatted away for a few minutes about different perfumes that we liked years ago. And I went away then from her, and I, I, I felt good after that little interaction, interaction, even though it was only like, two minutes maybe three minutes and it lifted you but I, I always it lifted me but here from the time I was a toddler my my late mother used to tell me when I was two and we'd be starting to waiting to go to granny's or something she said I take off and start talking to everybody at the bus stop yeah, yeah oh, look, now, come here, that, that's a lovely thing and I think you're right and I think many people have texted in about little interactions they had with strangers that made a difference to them so there is something in it exactly. um, thank you for that Francis thank you to end on that positive yeah. note we've reached Thanks, peak happiness on the show I think uh, thank you for that indeed we have been talking about peak happiness and lots of you are getting in touch on the text line some says Kira, peak happiness I got a packet of fish fillets it said four on the pack when I opened it there was five I love it. And so it says, Kira, my son asked me the other day, was I happy? I said, yes. He said, well, you wouldn't know it from your face. All right. OK. And someone says, Kira, I'm 33. I'm super happy. My wife is pregnant with our first child. Why does everyone text in and say happiness comes when the kids leave? Did I make a terrible mistake? No, but you'll have a few ropey years, Matt, in fairness. And uh, good luck with all of that. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you for that, David.